2: Looking forward to training camp. And I want to start with this because uh, for people that aren't aware of it, young hockey players generally leave home and you just kind of put your head down as a 15, 16, year, 17 year old. Just put your head down and you go through camp and play. Because of the history of hockey players and what they do going into juniors, do you think that this environment that they're walking into might be a little bit easier where they're basically they're doing the same thing? They're just going somewhere. They're going to be with a group of guys. They're going to be with their team. And they're just going to play.
0: Yeah, this is pretty uh, standard for for all the kids. I mean, everybody's kind of grown up that way. I mean, that's what you do, as you mentioned, in junior or college. You're all together, your your own little group. I mean, you if you're in college and doing the same thing, you really can't uh, hang out and do all the partying that the rest of the kids do on weekends because you're playing games and this and that. So yeah, I think that this is business as usual. Uh, I think it's going to be maybe a little longer than they're used to when you you know you get uh, you have to play what you have to win. 16 games uh, to win the Stanley Cup. So you're going to be in one place for an awful long time. But uh, I think that, uh, especially this group, that the Blues have right now. I mean, they went through a lot last year. They're uh, a very close-knit group. And I think that's going to really help them in the long run.
1: Bernie, we got word that the NHL and NHLPA had come to an agreement on the CBA and the return to play and the protocols. And, you know, we didn't really hear anything about the process. We just heard, hey, both parties have come together and an agreement has been done. Do you think hockey may have learned from baseball's mistakes watching that process play out in such a messy public forum or do you think this is just kind of the way hockey approaches things like hey we're just going to get this done behind the scenes
0: oh uh, that's really a good question there I, I think that i mean obviously i hope that everybody learns from what baseball has, has gone through i mean i, I think that it, it gets a little ridiculous i mean everybody understands that uh, these guys make a lot an awful lot of money and there's a lot of money being made in sport and why can't you come together and and, uh, you know, simplify things and and get things done. But uh, I think for the most part, uh, you know, the the NHL and the players, I think, are very satisfied with the way uh, hockey has gone. I mean, if I go back to my day, I mean, hockey's come a long way. I mean, when you look at the salaries and the the salary cap that's going on right now and and all the great things that uh, that the players are playing in front of them and the great buildings that are out there now, um, you know, fans are are just adoring the game of hockey now, and I mean, you know, every night it was sold, sold sold out everywhere. So uh, to get the CBA done, I think it was really important, and I think that uh, both sides knew how important it was. and And I'm really you know, glad they kind of kept it under the press and they got it done. And I mean, I, I you know, I don't think it's been ratified yet. I think the players still have to all vote on it, but I think the agreement uh, has been made. And I think that uh, if they've learned from the other sports, I hope the other sports now learn from what they've done how they've got together and got this done.
1: And Bernie, uh, Doug Armstrong was on This Week in Hockey last night with Joy Vitale and Alex Ferrario, and he talked about how Colton Pareko was the player involved in all of this and what a great job he did getting the information and presenting it to his team. And, you know, to hear Army talk about Pareko in that sense, we know that he's an important part of this team, but is he more of a leader behind the scenes than we as fans maybe even give him credit for?
0: Well, Colton's a real smart kid. I mean, uh, you know, here's a guy that came, you know, uh, turned pro and hadn't finished his, his college year, um, you know, studies yet, so I mean, he ended up finishing, you know, online and, and got his degree, so he, he's a really bright guy. I mean, I, I can't say enough about Colton, he just, I mean, anybody that's ever met him, I think he's one of the finest gentlemen that you'll ever meet, and uh, always pleasant to be around, and what he does on the ice is incredible as well. But I think that's what's really good about the you know the players' association right now. I think when you look at the reps now uh, that uh, you know represent each one of the teams, I think they're all uh, guys that have been really schooled. Uh, they know the process. They know all about economics, and I think that's what's really helped. Uh, I think the process that they have now. With the players' association, because there's so many, uh, you know, guys that have come out of college with great degrees, and and they're willing to to, to uh, really stay involved and, and really keep uh, the rest of the team, um, you know, uh, educated about what's going on. So I think uh, he's one of those guys that, that is really the new wave of NHL players.
2: The Hall of Famer Bernie Federico with us in the Blues booth on 101 ESPN with Carrick and Smallman. All right, Bernie, I want to lay out the scenarios that players are going to deal with. Obviously, concern about the the virus uh, playing in a bubble. They haven't played a game for four months, and they're playing with the intensity of playoff hockey, but without fans. As you look at it from a player's perspective, if you could put your shoes into the or feet into the, the skates of a current player, what would your biggest concern be in returning to play within the bubble?
0: Well, I think not not trying to get into it too quickly. I think training camp, I think, is going to be really, really important for all these guys to make sure that they pace themselves because, I mean, uh, these are the times where you want to jump back in if you've not really been skating a lot, which the guys have not been skating. I think they have to really make sure that they're careful not to get hurt, uh, uh, pull a groin or something right off the bat because once you start doing – um, you know, get a, a, like a nagging injury, like a groin injury or a hamstring or something like that, then all of a sudden you fall behind the rest of the the uh, group uh, in the training camp. So, um, you know, you can't get in, into all the workouts and you're not skating with the rest of them and then all of a sudden as soon as you fall behind with that then you get into trouble because everything else goes off your skating because now you got to get your time with your stick and your you know your hand eye your puck and movement all this kind of stuff with the passing so i think that's going to be the biggest thing uh, for the guys is to make sure that they're um you know that they pace themselves through training camp and then i think once they get playing games i mean once you you know, the pucks drop when you have competition across from you. I don't think anybody worries about that because you're competitive, uh, whether there's stands in the stands or not, you're still gonna be competing against the guy across you. I think it's gonna be hard for the guys to not have the noise and, and the atmosphere that you have, obviously with a packed house, but I think that's going to be for both sides. So I think it's going to be a lot of mental things. I mean, I think who's ever stronger mentally as a team uh, is going to be the team that's going to win it and end up winning it all.
2: And finally, Bernie, one of my favorite days of the year, and I know Michelle is here, and I know you are this way too. One of my favorite days of the year is the first day of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And to know that on day one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Blues are going to be begin defense of a Stanley Cup championship. That's pretty cool. We can't forget that, that they're working to defend a championship here.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's been been lost through all of this. I mean, uh, this has been a, a tough stretch of four months now, I think, for everybody, not just with the hockey, but with the entire world, the, what, what the situation we're going through. So, yeah, I think it it's new light. Any Anytime you see uh, something like this happen, where we, we get a restart of, of a sport that we've been waiting for, and, um, you know, it was a wonderful year. We've got a lot of great memories from, from winning the Stanley Cup last year, and to be able to try to defend it now is, is a great thing, because I think that uh, no one understood that this was going to ever happen, and then all of a sudden when it shut down, was it going to restart? Are we going to get a chance to have the Blues uh, uh, go ahead and try to defend their Stanley Cup? Uh, uh, so it's, it's it's great that it's starting. There's still some, some days to go, and I think uh, we have to wait patiently uh, to make sure and hope that this all uh, really comes through. But uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun when uh, we start playing hockey again.